You're listening to the Farmyard Podcast. This podcast is brought to you by Farmyard. It's a movement, have you heard? And our Patreon supporters. Episode 37, A Journey Through the Blood Types, Part 1, with host Linda Borgie and guest Farmyard co-founder Marsha Howe. Well, hello there. This is Linda Borgie from Farmyard, and you are just one seed away. Well, how are you this fine day? I know you really enjoyed the last episode with the neighborly application. Oh boy, that's going to, that, I really hope that that goes viral across the country. I could just see all these neighbors growing food and selling food by the basket for $5 a basket to everyone. So it's really very, um, very encouraging to me. And you know, we're at this gig, right? We're at this gig of wanting everyone to dig up their yards and grow food, right? Now, why do we want people to do that? We want people to do that because we really want everyone to have access to clean and healthy food. Why? Because that's what our bodies run on. You know, if the food is not nutrient-dense, it can't run the engine with a very high efficiency. And we are really blessed at Farmyard to have a co-founder that is so knowledgeable in the area of health related to food. And I would like to bring her on right now with no further ado, Miss Marsha Howe. Are you there, Marsha? I am, and so glad to be here. I love talking about food. I know. Isn't it fun, Marsha? <laughs> it sure is. You're going to teach us an awful lot today. We're actually going to have a two-part series, and they will go uh, one right after another. And this is all on the topic of eating based on your blood type. And I know nothing about this area, nothing whatsoever, other than what Marsha has, you know, talked to me about in the past. So I, I know that you're all going to be pretty interested in what she has to say. So I'm going to be quiet and give her the floor. Take it away, Marsha. Thank you, Linda. Well, we're going to play back and forth with this a little bit because uh, that's always fun. So um, as an introduction... I uh, just want you to know I'm just like you. I'm a person who is on my own wellness journey. And as I've gone through my different age stages also, since I'm not 20 anymore, um, <laughs> I, I have had to kind of go with um, learning a lot of things through each stage because our needs change as we grow older. And so anyway, I knew about blood type as a tool, um, to eat according to your blood type as a tool many years ago. Um, this information has been out probably at least 25 years. And, um, but then when I came into a challenge a few years ago, I couldn't, I was really, you know, researching some things and realized that I had kind of, you know, not, was not even considering blood type what was your and challenge? how I should what, eat. What was your challenge, Marsha, if you don't mind? Well, I, when I moved here, which is a whole different environment than where I live. Here is where? I'm, you're in Fayetteville, it, in, in North in Fayetteville, North Carolina. Right. So I'm from the West Coast. 
So there was a lot of things I could consider. What could it be? Because the environment's so different. It was hard to get really good food. Um, the only grass-fed food I could find was pork. And actually, um, this tool of eating according to your blood type, every blood type would definitely do better without pork. And yet, I didn't eat a lot of it, but it was the main meat that I did add to my diet um, in, in the form of mainly just a sausage to um, flavor things. And and it was grass-fed, and it was I knew who raised it, and the whole thing, you know. But anyway, so I became very weak. I had no energy. I had tingling in my extremities. I had, um, I got, I got, vi- I got, I got viruses every year, like one each year that was really put me down and I just couldn't get my energy back. It was really, fun. It was really challenging. And so as I was researching, I've turned this all around in a year. It took a, took a good year to turn it around and figure it out. And it's more than just blood type. You know, what, I, I mean, I didn't, this was just one of the tools I used. And we'll talk more on other things, Linda, um, gotcha. as to that. But, but um, because I do believe, you know, at the different stages we are in life, there's a lot of things that can change and need readdressing. So we have to be get to know ourselves, get to know how food affects us, how our environment affects us. We have to pay attention to that. Sometimes even keeping a journal is really helpful. Sure. sure. So I teach classes this way um, often. So. It's really important for each person to take responsibility for their health. So to get back to blood type, um, so this is just an introduction, again, to a tool. This is, you know, some people may feel like this has no validity, but there is science behind it. And um, so I really think it's a wonderful tool to know about, especially if you're trying to figure out what's going on with you and all the things you're doing are not helping enough. This is another one that could be very helpful. It might make a huge difference like it has for, I know it has for some. So, Well, you know, uh, I I say this, I've said this on other podcasts. There was a time when when we thought the the world, the earth was flat. mm -hmm. So, you know, these new concepts, we need to be open-minded about them and try them because, I mean, this particular modality, you've tried yourself personally and have been successful with it. So you want to share that information with others. And uh, I just wanted to, to put that in there. Yeah, and I'm not even sure what part of this necessarily, but I do believe the several things I've put into play, obviously, yeah. have helped me tremendously. So, yeah. so um, yeah, now my energy is just amazing. But I really did struggle in it. And so anyway... Um, so this is an introduction to the role that your blood type plays, your ide- your blood type identity plays in food choices that could really bring you to optimal wellness if if you give this a try. So, and so the purpose for me even sharing this is to encourage you to explore the ways um, that work for you. Mm-hmm. And sometimes that takes exploration. You have to experiment with things. Um, so we need to learn how to personalize that. But one thing that's very, um, consistent in how I bring forth information is that I love food and I feel like that is the safest place to start. And it's the foundation of all our health, but 
my emphasis is on plot to plate as much as you can, grow some of your own food, and consume whole foods. So foods in their whole form are the most important thing we can be doing in our path toward being well and staying well. So um, now for for the listeners that don't know what whole foods are, what what would a few whole foods be, Marsha? Okay, so a really simple way to describe that is you could drink apple juice, and we know apples are good, right? Yeah. Um, but it's far better to eat an apple. Mm. And I cannot tell you how much far better, because today even juices in the grocery store are not. Uh, they've gone through a total process, you know, like we talk about processed foods. Well, it's totally processed. And once you take the, 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 the apple apart like that and juice it, um, you've, you've removed all the fiber pretty much. And when you do that, your body looks at that totally different. So when you drink apple juice, It'll spike your blood sugar because it goes in and it's a fast uptake. When you eat an apple, so even a diabetic should, you know, eat the whole, you know, they have to be careful even how much sugar they take. But a whole apple does, is designed to be digest. You have to eat it so it's a slower eating, right? It mm-hmm. takes more time to eat an apple. And then the fiber is slowing down the uptake into the body as well so that you can get the most out of that nutrition and make sure it is an organic apple it's, it's the top food that we shouldn't eat that isn't you know it should be organic because it's it's sprayed the worst including wheat but yeah um, grapes and oh god yeah yeah so many of them are so yeah. many it's hard so um but we're here to take the hardness out of it because just with a little knowledge you know, I scored at the store the other day, Linda. They had they have this, uh, yeah, they have this little rack there, where the the stuff that's getting a little too ripe or whatever ends up on the rack. My favorite rack. And guess guess what? I I scored three bags full of organic apples. Oh my god! And I juice with those because I do, do some juicing too. But oh my goodness! Oh my goodness! Is so right. <laughs> oh, how wonderful is that? That is a so, score. So anyway, there are ways to do it if you want to do it. So anyway, I thought I, I thought it'd be good to, to give you some quotes, kind of bring on board this famous doctor that I like. Okay. Since I'm not a doctor, right? <laughs> and it's, and it's um, did you hear this quote, our food should be our medicine and medicine should be our food? Yes, I have. And who said that? I don't know. His name was Hippocrates. Oh, Hippocrates. And you, and you did know that. I did know that. You're right. I did. Yeah. And so Hippocrates was supposedly, you know, like the first doctor um, around the turn, around, well, around the time Jesus lived, actually, it was somewhere around then. Mm-hmm. And it was that long ago. And um, anyway, he didn't really say that. So now you're in on the know, um, Linda. Okay. <laughs> he, he, is, he is said to have said that. By a whole bunch of people, but if you really research it, um, he there's no way of really knowing who said that. We don't know, but it's right in line, though, with everything he did say. Like, um, I love this one. He said, "Natural forces within us are the true healers of disease." Isn't that the God's truth? 
And he also said, uh, everyone has a doctor in him or her. We should, we must have, we just have to help it do its work. The natural healing force within each one of us is the greatest force in getting well. Don't you love it? I do. And do you know, too, that illnesses don't just come upon us out of the blue, he said. Mm. They are developed from small daily sins. Because remember, this is older language. Right. I could say practices, so we could insert practices there. The daily small practices, whether you know they're good or not, you know what I mean, Mm. against nature. When we do things against nature, then once enough of those have accumulated, Illness will suddenly appear, mm-hmm. and yes. then, and then he also said, "All disease starts in the gut." And don't we hear that a lot among your functional medicine doctors now? Well, yeah, um, yeah, it does all get, start in the gut. But he, you know, he was the one who um, actually said that. So, right. There's another thing, Linda. You and I have in common is that we love to observe. Mm-hmm. We observe in the garden. Well, what I'm bringing this to is that it's so important. This this doctor we're talking about, he was really good at observation. And so based on that and understanding nature, you know, that's why he said these things. He really knew that that uh, we have to take responsibility for our own health by first observing and, and taking note of how we feel and what's going on. And and whatever we're putting into our body has got to have something to do with it, right? Mm-hmm. So now to blood type, because I know we have a short time, so you keep me on time, Linda. Okay, don't you worry. We're, we're I, I know, well. you're, so good at, you're so good at that. <laughs> okay, so the blood type diet um, there's a book out called Eat Right for Your Type, just to give you the information, and it's by um, Dr. Peter Adamo. And we're going to put all that in the show notes, so nobody has to worry about that right okay. now. Okay, and actually, you know, this is not to sell any book, because you can just go online and, and plug in blood type diet, and there's lots of information there, and you can look at your blood type if you know what it is. Do you know yours, Linda? I don't. I don't. I haven't been to the doctor in so long. I don't. Well, know and I and type. I hear that a lot. Sometimes the doctor can't even find it, even though you you know. Whoa. And um, so I get that, and maybe we'll play a little game, and I can see if I can figure it out. Oh, what that your blood sounds type like is. fun. That's okay. Like fun, Marcia. Um. So here we go. So, um, the history. And the evolution of blood types. I'm just going to touch on this just a little bit. So there's four blood types. They are O, A, B, and AB. So there is a blood code, actually a blood coat blueprint for each blood type. And so I'm going to give you a few facts about that code so you can kind of get you know understand the the background of um what we're going to be talking about related to food too so first of all a single drop of blood contains your entire genetic code Mm -hmm. pretty amazing huh it is oh wow your blood type is the key to your body's entire immune system so, so what we're talking about here is all about the immune system mm. and the blood and the blood. Mm-hmm. So the immune system defines self, and it wants to destroy what is not self. 
Okay, that, that's the job of the immune system. So the chemical fingerprint called antigens are found on cells. One of those antigens determines your blood type. So um, they are the immune system's greatest security system. So we all have a security system. That's what these antigens on the cells are about. So this is why we could actually die if given blood that was not our type. That's why they always test to make sure because you've got on you've got an on guard antigen on your cell that is going to destroy anything that doesn't match it. Right. Especially that, you know, your blood type. Um so type O though is based on is is the base from which all these other blood types came from. So that's why they're the universal donor. They can donate oh. to any blood type. So we all started out as O's. Yes. I gotcha. Well, well our, our ancestors ancestry right. did. And then based on the movement and the change through the centuries, right, there was developed, and it was d- these different blood types developed out of major changes that we made. So your type O is the hunter-gatherer. And so they had to run and hunt. They have high energy. They love to run. And they uh, ate a lot of meat because that was a big part, plus the plant life around them. And that was their main diet. And then as groups, there was, you know, this group then started to break up more and became more domesticated. That's when dairy, they started keeping animals, started actually farming. And that's when B-type started to evolve. Mm. So that kind of gives you a little background on that. So interesting. So the antigens that we just talked about that create the antibodies, let's call them smart bombs. They're like little smart bombs. So antibodies tag foreign antigens for destruction. We did talk about that. When they detect a foreign antigen on a cell, its reaction is to make it sticky. Okay. In order to make it easier to get rid of. So it'll go and tag it. And then this stickiness happens in order to bring it out of the body. Okay. Mm -hmm. So this is called agglutinating. So it literally is gluing. It's like a gluing thing that goes on. Yes. Now, maybe some people don't know, but it's normal for blood cells to flow in your veins without sticking together. So they should be flowing freely. Now I went and had my blood looked at. I could look at, I could see it under I had it on the screen and I could see it under the microscope and I could see my blood cells flowing. But there were a number of them that weren't flowing. They were sticking together. Sometimes two or three sticking together. Mm. And that could be good and that could be bad too because if you had too many of those cuz you know some of it it's some our cells wear out. And then they'll get tagged to get rid of, right? Mm -hmm. But if you have too much of that showing up in your blood, too many of them sticking together, well, that's a recipe for a stroke, a heart Mm -hmm. attack, right? Yeah. So so the importance of understanding this as a background is super important because then if there are foods that cause more agglutinating of your blood, wouldn't you want to know about it? Sure. Okay. So... 
there's a lot going on because there's the the stickiness will stick to viruses, parasites. You know, it's there to defend you and take care of you. So not all sticking is necessarily going to be bad. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. So what does this have to do then? I kind of said that, right? What does it really have to do with our blood type? Well, it is going to make a difference in maybe the food factor. And then Another really important thing that I notice is really surfacing in the in, in the research and information today is about lectins. Mm. Um, and not that many people are talking about it, but they're, it's starting to surface and you probably will hear more about it. Lectins are proteins in food and they have agglutinating properties that can cause a chemical reaction. And if it's incompatible with your blood type in particular, right? So um, your blood type favors the foods that your ancestors ate. So to eat more according to your ancestral background is going to help you determine which of those, you know, which foods are will keep you from having uh, a problem with lectins. Now, most foods actually have lectins. And in fact, I think all foods really do have, have lectins. But the ones that really affect your blood type are the ones that um, that will agglutinate your blood type specifically. So when we eat foods with lectins that are incompatible with our blood type, the, the lectin protein, this is another really interesting part, it doesn't break down. So if I was eating a lectin that's okay for my blood type, it's going to break down and actually go through my system like it should. But if it's not, it's not going to break down. And then it goes to target organs and body systems like your kidneys or your liver Ooh. or your brain. Mm. And it stays there. And so it may be a factor in, in all the, the autoimmune things, all the things happening with our brain, because most autoimmune is brain-related, um, even things like Alzheimer's. So I, I just think this information is super important. Um, because what it does, it goes to, it targets that organ and then it goes there and begins to agglutinate blood cells in that area. Okay. And that is, that's the science. That's what this guy found out. Right. So, so the first step would be to find out what your blood type is. That would be really good. Yes. Step one, right. And if you ever have given blood, anyone who gives blood, of course, they would be able to find out pretty easy. From wherever they give gave their blood, what their blood, and they probably know if they've given blood. And that's an easy way to find out what it is to go and give blood. Yeah, right. And right. then I also yes, and then I also um, it was required for my marriage certificate. So all I had to do was go back to my marriage certificate and find it. But not all states do that, but mine did. So that's how I found out what mine was. Very so, interesting. Well, we're, uh, it's a good thing that we are splitting this up into two episodes, Marcia. Because we're almost out of time, right? <laughs> yeah, we've <laughs> I think, got. We've I think got, we're right about where we should be, too. And we're right about where we should be. That is wonderful. You know, you did mention something about, you know, when you're eating the foods of your ancestors, right? Mm-hmm. Chances are that's where your body needs to be. Yeah. But I do want to make it clear to everyone that. A lot of the foods that our ancestors ate are not what we are eating today. And I can, exactly. I can say that firsthand because I am first generation Italian. My father was right off the boat and my ancestors ate bread, 
and ate pasta and it was wheat. And that's really what our mainstay was growing up was pasta. That was it. Now, it's not very long, maybe three weeks now that I have given up uh, bread and pasta and I am feeling better. But but why? Because people really, when it comes to bread, they're not really gluten intolerant. They're glyphosate intolerant. Because when yeah. we are growing wheat today, it is not genetically modified. But when they harvest it, they douse it in Roundup so that it dries up quicker than it would if it wasn't doused in Roundup. So so that we have to take a look at those areas too, right, Marsha? That's really important to look at as well. That is totally correct. And then in nature, all these um, plants, for instance, particularly beans and, and the grains, which man didn't eat in the very beginning, um, they have protective mechanisms around them in order to protect themselves, and that makes them harder to digest. Yeah. So once we have an, a compromised immune system, uh-huh. even if the food is pure, it's, it's still going to be difficult unless you really eat it the way they ate it. So when they started eating it, they, they would soak it, sprout it, ferment it, and it broke down that protective mechanism on the seed and the grain, you know, so that it was more able, so they could actually get the, all, the, all the benefits from it without all the negative side effects. So we don't eat anything like that any this way anymore, right? So. And God knows. I mean, I've been in Marcia's kitchen many a time, my friends. And, uh, I mean, she has quart jars everywhere filled with things sprouting, filled with things fermenting. I mean, it's just, for me, it's I'm like a kid in a candy store when I go into Miss Marcia's kitchen. It's so enjoyable. Well, I would like to, I like to break it off here so we don't get too far hey. into the next episode. Sounds good. So the next episode, we are going to be talking, let, let everyone know how we're going to go forward with this. Okay, so um, we're just going to continue into the realm of food and the foods that uh, based on blood type what some of those are I'll probably talk about my blood type because that's the one I'm experimenting with right with these foods and so we're going to get totally into the food part we'll start talking about the food and, how and, can and who knows, maybe we'll be able to, you'll even be able to guess my blood type. Maybe, you know, you could ask me oh, some questions yeah. and we'll see just... next time. And then yeah, maybe we'll before that, you know, before then I'll go and give blood, but I doubt that that will happen, but you could always put it out there. You could always plant these seeds, you know, folks, you don't, some germinate, some don't, but always plant the good ones. Always plant the good ones. Right, well, thank right. you, Miss Marsha. Thank you so much for your time. You're welcome. I will see you on the flip side, Marsha. So everyone, thanks for coming. Thank you so much for coming. I want to shout out to our Patreon, uh, our Patreon uh, supporters. Thank you so much for pledging to the Farmyard Movement. Without you, we just couldn't do it, really. We're kind of like PBS, you know. Uh, we give you content. We give you, we're like a food information clearinghouse up to the minute and we've got something pretty special planned for the month of April so if I were you I definitely would stay tuned but 
I will see you all later. And I would hope that before the next time we meet, that you would go and farm your yard. This podcast is community supported. We thank everyone for tuning in. And a special thank you goes out to all our Patreon supporters. If you enjoy our content, please subscribe and share. You can help support us through Farm Yard, all one word, on patreon.com.